Blog Talk Radio. Y'all, I'm here. I was pulling up some uh, information real quick. Peace, peace. Welcome to yet another. I, I shouldn't even say it like that because this is not your everyday average, your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. This is a special broadcast on a special day, same time, same channel. We are here. We are live and in full effect. So let's go. Let's not delay this broadcast for a second longer. I'm just getting some screens up here real quick because I like to have, be able to reference things when I think about it. I know where to go to get the info. I just got to have it up. I'm so happy and excited about today's show for so many reasons. Um, Let's not delay in honoring, revering, respecting, remembering our beloved, cherished, divine ancestors, which is the only reason why we are here today, I say to them all, all the righteous ones, give thanks and praise for such a divine opportunity to be back here disseminating healing through the modality and tool of astrology. It is such a divine blessing to be able to do it, to overstand it to any degree, especially to enough of a degree to be able to disseminate it back to you guys. I love y'all so much. That's why I make sure, even if I'm a day out, that we're still a week ahead, okay? Absolutely um, want to respect with a a moment in in every show our fearless leader, um, Brother Ampu, who is his whole energy is just ahead of its time, but it's right on time just to even allow us to continue to be here week by week. It's such an honor. And I got to shout out another MAC team. I don't even know what to call her. Um, Another MAC team master, (laughs) Um, Keisha, Keisha Gibson. She just uh, did her uh, tarot hour uh, a couple of nights ago, and it was so powerful. If you missed it, it's in the archives. Please listen to it. Um, it's not necessarily about getting on to get your free reading, free mini reading. It's about the energy and the truth 
that is exposed through yet another powerful spiritual tool such as tarot. I'm going to go ahead and expose myself, not that I wasn't already the other night, but uh, I ended up being the final caller. I didn't even raise my hand. That's the kicker. I just wanted to listen because I love um, the gift that she has, and I'm inspired by it. And so I just was happy to listen. I didn't even raise my hand, and a mentee uh, p- picked up my line. And so I said, well, hey, I guess Spirit has a message for me. Let's go. Let's get it in. Terrified, because, you know, nobody really wants this there. But it was so powerful, and I'm glad she did it, because I believe the moon was already in Scorpio at that time. And, you know, I- I'm about to get into all of that. The Scorpio energy is so deep literally and figuratively, but um, she she pulled my card, and she was like, you know, you, you come across like, you know, everything's all good, and it's not necessarily all good, and it's not coming from a, a place that wants to hide the fact that I'm going through or hide the fact that, you know, my life, like everyone else's, is not perfect. It's just that in my mind, my Sagittarius mind, I want to always be optimistic. I want to always be hopeful that all is well and all is working out for my ultimate good. But she hit it so on the head that I couldn't do anything but come to grips with the reality that everything not only is not all good, but it needs to be addressed. And the way that she, um, you know, proposed that I go about addressing it was just so divine. Um, I'd already been, you know, wanting to do some things, so I was able to get to the river yesterday and, you know, do a little work and work some things on out. And uh, it was so divinely powerful, powerful enough that it sparked and spawned the divine timing of today's show. Had I did the show yesterday, it would be complete a completely different show. But the divine timing is such that I'm doing it now on Jupiter Day. Come on, in the Jupiter hour, and I'm coming. I'm coming from the ashes just like a phoenix. That's what Scorpio is about, y'all. Go on and die. Go on and die real quick and see what's on the other side. It's nothing to be scared of to go deep. It's nothing to be scared of. That's easy for me to say on this side of it. But that's what has been holding me back. And Keisha hit it on the head. Much love and respect to her. If you haven't hit her up, um, uh, she's got uh, she's at Keisha at My Astrology Coach. If you just need a, a energetic or spiritual breakthrough, because she's going to see to the stuff that you don't necessarily want to look at, but that's what we're going to get into today because Scorpio is about going deep. Scorpio is about dying. Come on and die with me, y'all. Scorpio is about the rebirth that comes after the death. That death is not the end of the story, and it's not here to scare you. It's here to transform you. It's here to rebirth you into your next place. Anything that's not growing and transforming, it's dead. And I'm not talking about the death that brings on rebirth. It's dead and it's, it doesn't move. It's stagnant. It gets stinky. It's the lower manifestation of Scorpio. Okay? That's where you get the jealousy and the obsessiveness and the the yuckiness of Scorpio. Okay? 
I'm talking about Scorpio not only because we're moving into Scorpio season and our week ahead we're about to discuss, but also because the moon is in Scorpio right now. Then in Scorpio, about to go into Sag, okay? If you missed that interpretation, please go back to last week's show because we were talking about it. We were talking about this week, last week, okay? So uh, go back in the archives and check that out. Apparently people love the archives, so have at it. Um, Let me take a seat here and bring my energy back on down. But Scorpio is intense. You know what I was thinking about it earlier? It kind of reminds me, you would think Scorpio is a fire sign because it's so passionate and so energetic, and it'll possess you, okay? It'll take your soul, (laughs) so to speak, and energetically speaking. Um, But it's a water sign. It's interesting that I went to the water yesterday. There's healing in scorpionic waters, okay? Where is Scorpio in your natal chart? Do you have any planets in Scorpio? That's likely how you get deep with it, okay? That's likely how you um, how you navigate through this energy. Um, so, whew. I'm slowing down, (laughs) y'all. But I was talking about the passion of Scorpio, which is what what I was on, you know, and still on, but I'm I'm calming down for y'all because I really want to just... The great thing about Scorpio and the dying and all that stuff is when you get through the muck and the mire that's, that's... Think about going... Think about deep as compared to shallow. When you get deep... Ever been to the ocean, anything like that? Okay. The deeper you go out there, your mind, I don't care how unafraid you are, your mind is going to start wondering what the heck is at the bottom of this thing, especially, and when is it going to drop out from underneath you? And what could possibly, I mean, all these thoughts are going through your head as you get deep into the water, okay? So, no, it's not, uh, it's not that you won't feel fear, But do it afraid, okay? That's the point. Do it afraid because when you come out of it, what I love how I'm starting to really get a deeper insight into the transition of from one sign to the next and the order that these signs go in. We had Libra, okay? We're dealing with relationships, relationships primarily with others, but there's an element of dealing with yourself first before you can really deal with somebody else. Okay, then Libra gives way to Scorpio because guess what? Now you're about to really go deep with with others, you know, mainly. But, boy, once you get through dying (laughs) and and rebirthing, and once you get through transforming from that, you know, caterpillar into the butterfly, you ain't never going to be a caterpillar again. You can hang that up. Caterpillar gone. It's butterfly time. It's time to fly. And then you maneuver. We're about to, the moon is about to leave Scorpio, and we're going to be in Sagittarius. And with all that passion that we now have ignited in us, becoming that butterfly, we're ready to fly, okay? With all that passion ignited in us, now that we've gone deep and we've dealt with the muck and the mire, and we, I mean, you get, you, you cheat death one good time, and ain't nobody going to be able to tell you nothing, Okay, and so then when you come about a Scorpio, yeah, you got that, you got that bow and arrow on you, and you ready to aim high. That arrow on the Sagittarius glyph is aimed upward in the sky, 
We're ready to take off now, okay? Um, it really is amazing. You know what? I did see We've got a few callers on the line already, but one of you guys already has your hand up. And just to check in with caller from the 928, you're on the air live with Mama Daughter Astrology. Peace. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name? Uh, Alcina. Alcina, thank you so much for calling in and listening. What What do you have today? A question, a comment, just want to chime in? What's going on? Um, I actually have a question. Sure. Go for it. Um, I, Do you need birthdays and stuff or... Um, I actually don't do on-air readings. Um, I I would pull up your chart off the air and answer any question you had for me. Uh, would I have your number recorded here? Would you like me to call you after the show? Uh, okay. Or do you just have a general question? It's it's pretty specific. What you want to ask? Uh, yeah, sort of specific. Okay, what's it in regards to? Because I might even touch be touching on it in today's show. Just generally, what is it in uh, regards to? Communication with um, mm-hmm. a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I guess. And what's your? I was wondering, like, when I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And so you were wondering what about it? Oh, uh, we sir, I recently said something um, that upset or hurt him. So right now he's mm-hmm. kind of doing the whole silent treatment thing. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. I gotta love a good sad <laughs> put their foot in their mouth. That's what we do. That's what we do. I was just talking about the arrow. We aim high and we shoot and we, you know, that lower we're the we're the higher, so to speak, um, vibration of the energy. That's why we're opposite on the natal wheel. You've got Gemini holding the third house position, and directly across it, you've got Sagittarius holding the ninth house position. And you would think since Gemini rules small children, you know, that Geminis would be more prone to sticking their foot in their mouth, but they tend to come across as assholes just from the jump. Like, they're not... We come. We tend to come across as super spiritual and high-minded and all that stuff, but we, we're the ones that end up with the foot in the mouth. So, it, you know, it's difficult to come back from that. I, I will call you after the show, and we'll get into some specific things that I see in your chart as um, potential ways to come at the situation. But um, <clears throat> keep in mind as you're listening, first of all, we're not yet out of the Mercury retrograde shadow. So potentially what is you can... Shadow? Shadow just means that we are still in the area, Mercury is still in the area of space that it was traveling through while it was, that is the planet of communications. So I'm mentioning that to put your mind at ease a little bit that because we are still in the shadow phase, meaning Mercury is still, it's not yet in new territory. It was going, so to speak, forward. When it hit the retrograde, it started going backwards. Now it's going forward again, but it's not yet in a new area of space. It's still traveling through the area of space it was in when it was going backwards, only now it's going forward through that area. So the good thing is is that it might be forgotten. Not that it wasn't significant what you said, impactful, obviously, if you're um, dealing with the silent treatment now, but that it could, it can, it possibly can be worked out and maneuvered through and and may even be 
you know, able to be forgotten. Um, but we can get into those specifics later. I just thought I'd mention that. Not only that, depending on when it happened, we've been dealing with the Mercury-Pluto square energy kind of teeter-tottering. We've, we've had that come up. Mercury-Pluto is like literally life-changing communications. You see what I'm saying? Like what you're dealing with right now that is throwing the – and it may not – that's the other thing. It may not be throwing it completely off course. It may be divine. We all make mistakes. We all say things we don't mean at certain times. And that that is something, once again, that could potentially be worked through. Um, I will go ahead and mute your line so you can listen. I've got some horoscopes for Sagittarius and Gemini in our week ahead for next week so you can kind of get some uh, a, a look out at the energy that's coming up for you. But yes, um, after the show, I will contact you one-on-one and we'll we'll work that out, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome, Alcina. I'm putting you back on hold. All right. Okay, and I did see somebody else um, raise their hand. I'm going to go ahead and get into this week a little bit before I take um, the other caller that just put their hand up, but uh, not to fear. I always get to all my callers. I'm not going to go back to last week as much as I want to to talk about this moon and Scorpio energy, but we're going to get enough talking about the Scorpio energy coming up with the sun moving in. It's about to be Scorpio season, y'all, and the energy is already here. I think that's what this moon and Scorpio has been about, like preview season. And I call this show it's healing time because there's, that's what I was saying earlier. There's healing in the scorpionic waters. I say, I was saying that you you would think Scorpio is a fire sign. It's actually a water sign, but it's so deep and transformative, and and has that passion attached to it that um it it really can be healing if you're not afraid to die. Okay, don't be scared of the word death in ter- in tarot when the death card comes up. Keisha um tapped on that on her show the other day. Don't we've been, you know, you would think with the death culture that we've been kind of existing in that we'd be uh, better acquainted with that word and that energy, but it's just not how it's been touted. Um, death inherently has a rebirth in it. Energy, if you've ever heard of energy, can neither be created nor destroyed. It simply changes form, okay? Maybe that'll help us wrap our minds more around it. All right, we're going to jump into the week next week. We are starting the week off with a void moon. We um, Next week's dates are Sunday, October 18th through Saturday, October 24th. Uh, that 24th is sticking out to me because uh, just like I mentioned to Alcina, Mercury is still in its shadow phase. If you're still dealing with communication, travel, uh, you know, fuzzy thinking, confusion. We're not necessarily, quote, unquote, out of the woods yet, but by the 24th, we are out of the Mercury retrograde shadow phase. Mercury moves into new territory. And so our thinking, uh, you know, decision-making, sun's not going to be in Libra anymore. <laughs> I love Libra, but boy, 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 I got a glimpse of this uh, Libra season of the true indecisive nature Okay, Libra is the scales that want to balance everything out, and it can see both sides. <laughs> it really can. So it's uh, October 24th 
um, is going to be real powerful just energetically to move out of this old space into new territory, mercurially speaking, and uh, um, additionally into Scorpio season out of Libra season, okay? There's nothing vacillating in Scorpio season like it was in Libra season. If you're ready to really get going, uh, your t- our time is coming, okay? So with starting the week out in uh, with a void moon, that's Sunday, October the 18th, 3.48 a.m. Central Standard Time, the last aspect that the moon makes before going into Capricorn um, is going to be a sextile to the sun, okay? The moon is going to be void for nine hours and four minutes. It's not going to move into Capricorn until 1.52 p.m. on Sunday, Okay. Uh, uh, the last significant moon phase we just had, which was the Libra new moon, uh, it threw us into a void, uh, of course, status um, for almost an entire other day. So a lot of the new moon rituals and intentions that we wanted to set were put off by a day. But that void, of course, moon, if you just need a reminder, is good for Um, social events with established family, uh, friends, and with family, okay? So if you uh, spent some time with with people you already know, you you were in good. And with the week ahead, we're starting out, you've got nine hours and four minutes. Uh, When you wake up on Sunday, the moon's going to be void, okay? So it's also a good time for resting, and your sleep's going to be more peaceful when the moon's in void, of course. Any reviewing, editing, refining, finishing up any projects you had already begun before the moon was void, um, any to-do lists, finding anything you've lost, taking stock of what you have, and getting rid of excess. If you wake up Sunday um, rising and just have a need to clean out your closet, go for it. Uh, on the other hand, if you wake up on Sunday and want to start something brand new that you hadn't already started before, launch your business, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, making any important large per- purchases, presenting any new ideas, or meeting up with someone for the first time that you want to have a long-term relationship, wait until after 1.52 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, okay? Just wait till the afternoon. All right, when the moon does enter Capricorn, finally, um, on Sunday afternoon, we're going to become acutely aware of a need for all things Capricorn. That's what's going to satisfy us us emotionally. Um, It's going to give us emotional satisfaction to have structure, to plan ahead, um, to be motivated for a desire for success, Um, achievement and manifestation. Um, We're going to want to be really resourceful and not waste any time. We're going to be instinctively aware of the limitations of time. Um, It's a really sobering influence. Gotta love Capricorn. I'm having a Saturn transit right now. Saturn rules Capricorn. And when Saturn sits right on top of one of your natal planets, yeah, yeah you're going to get sober real quick, um, possibly even depressed, okay? It's a real uh, it's a real serious, maturing 
uh, influence, okay? But it, what, when the moon's in Capricorn, that it'll be okay with us. We, we'll want that. We'll be emotionally satisfied um, being more in a sober state. Um, we can be really productive too. Like I said, Saturn, it'll it'll get you real serious real quick, and you're gonna be about your business. So some of the activities that are favored under a Capricorn moon are any, anything practical, anything that makes sense. You know, you're gonna want to do that. Anything related to career um, is favorable. Uh, making a business plan, any practical investments, and any activities that yields slow but steady results and think long term. Saturn is in it for the long haul. You know, Mars comes in and want to make real quick moves. Saturn is in it for the long term activities that yield slow but steady results. It's that goat and I'm I'm looking into it more from the aspect of the sea goat here recent recently, but I just I've been throwing, putting the goat out there for you guys, so I'll stick with that. And so think of that goat just however long it takes to get up that mountain, it's going to do one foot in front of the other until it gets there. And it's single focus. That's all it sees at the top of that mountain. So think, keep that energy in mind when you think of things that are going to emotionally satisfy as we start this week off, okay? Additionally, we are starting the week off with a, another moon phase. So... um Choose, actually, we're not starting the week off, but the first major um, transit we're going to deal with this week is happening on Tuesday. It's a first quarter moon in, Cap- in Capricorn at 3.31 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? The moon is in Capricorn at 27 degrees, and the sun, it's squaring the sun in a challenging aspect to the sun. Uh, still in Libra at 27 degrees, okay? So it, the moon is waxing or growing in energy since the Libra new moon here on the 12th, 13th, depending on what time zone you were in. And so whew, Libra new moon, it had Uranus all in there. Uh, when, by the time we get to Tuesday with the first quarter moon, you can kind of – the the new moon energy in Libra is still in play, but you have to take the first quarter moon into account, okay? Because that's the first challenge you get to to whatever new moon intentions you set. That's the first opportunity energetically. Something's going to happen, and and by way of a circumstance or by way of somebody in your you know that you're reflecting in your reality um, or inside of yourself, you're going to meet your first challenge to what you set the intentions you set and put out there at the um, new moon or around the new moon since we were thrown into void, of course, with the new moon, and so. Uh, th- is the energy is yet growing though still okay and so it, it's marked by optimism seeing new perspectives the moon that is um, you know squaring the sun is also going to be trining Mars in Virgo so that's going to give us that courage the desire to do things still the determination and the willpower that we're going to need as we we meet these moon square sun challenges okay so. Mm, you know, that should be a little comforting that Mars is trining that moon and kind of on our side helping us. Uh, that same moon 
that's trining Mars and squaring the sun is also squaring Uranus and Aries. So be on the lookout for any moodiness, irritability, and uh, us exhibiting less patience, okay? We tend to push with this influence of moon square Uranus and Aries, but just be mindful of that and watch out for it. If you're going to push, push forward, you know, through these challenges, not push against people, okay? Um, this is like the first checkpoint uh, since that new moon goal and that new moon mindset that we've put on, okay? Some of us put on a new attitude and the moon was in Libra too. You know, we're dealing with relationships all kinds of different, and we good. We ready. But, you know, we're going to get a, a checkup from the neck up next Tuesday afternoon uh, around that time. And so we're going to see just how good we are. It's <laughs> um, going to be in Capricorn. I was looking up some information on the sea goat, like I said, as opposed to just the Capricorn being the goat. Um, uh, mythologically, the sea goat is the creature that's both fish and goat, uh, one that can swim and traverse the deep seas, but can also scale the scariest mountains. Corn is good for that. Uh, and so uh, think about that duality when, as we come up to this first quarter moon in Capricorn. Um, think of your own duality for uh uh, the mindset that you've taken on since the Libra New Moon, the goal you want to, you know, you've set out, you've intended to reach, and the journey that it's going to take to complete it. You're going to have to traverse through some deep seas. That's what this moon in Scorpio has been about. And you're going to have to scale some potentially scary mountains. But we can do it, okay? Um, uh, right side, I'm just looking through some notes. Some of the stuff. I, since I've put the notes together, I've already said it. And then when I read through the notes, I was ahead. I stay ahead, y'all. Uh, checkpoint, we assess how we're doing, uh, what, as, what aspects of our initiatives have been successful so far, where do we possibly need to work harder. Like I feel in the need to push harder. Don't push people. Push yourself push yourself through these challenges. That's where we tend to mess up. That's what this sun in Libra has been showing us. The ba the scales get balanced when we push ourselves as hard as we want to push somebody else. The change we want to see, we got to be. That's how we balance out the scales. That's how we come off as more diplomatic and harmonious in our relationships with others because we take the pressure off. We quit pushing people and we start pushing ourselves, and we be that change we want to see. Um, yep, so the first quarter moon is the halfway point between the Libra new moon, and we got a full moon coming up in Taurus, baby, earth sign, fellow sign to Capricorn and uh, Virgo. So, yeah, that's good. I'm really excited to talk about that one. Um, so we're at the halfway point. Um, when by the time the full moon comes, we'll see how we did at the quarter moon in Capricorn because by the full moon, the light going to be shining on what we've been up to. And our, our work is going to be brought to completion, okay? And answers to lingering questions that we've had, been having are going to be illuminated, okay? 
we're going to see if what we've been building, I mean, what's the point in having a challenge of the first quarter moon, pushing through the challenges and then coming up to the full moon and realizing we done came up short because we pushed in the wrong direction. We tried to push people instead of pushing ourselves. Uh, we're going to return to total awareness by the light of the full moon. Um so this first quarter moon is going to be the time to tweak and improve any existing plans that we have. And it's in Capricorn. So we got this energy. It's trining Mars. We got help, you know, with our energy. Uh, and even with the square to Uranus, still got a, a fresh, you know, inventive way we can come at things if we just, dare to step outside the box and not be so scared of everything. I'm talking from experience. Y'all heard my reading on air. Look, I, I got to, you, when you get getting into talking about Scorpio, you got to go deep and face these little demons and talk to them. Look, let's go. <laughs> scared of what? It's all inside of anything we're seeing on the outside and our waking experience is a reflection of something going on on the inside of us. These planets that we get on here and talk about every week. It's not no out there. Pluto ain't out there. Pluto is it right in here. The change and the transformation that Pluto Scorpio brings is right on the inside of us. Once we recognize and quit being so scared, we can deal with it, and we can come out on the other side and know, realize it wasn't nothing. We were scared of the, of the you know, I always talk about the, the Wizard of Oz. When you get up there and you see it wasn't nothing behind that dirty curtain, but, oh, <laughs> you know, not, it wasn't nothing. It was a voice. We were trembling at a voice, okay? Don't be scared of the voices. Talk it out. <laughs> um, don't be scared to feel crazy, to go deep and get dirty, okay? Don't be scared to feel the pain. There's healing in that pain. You feel in that pain for a reason. This Capricorn first quarter moon is going to be the test, y'all. Don't fail. Don't get to the full moon and find out you failed at the first quarter. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Squares mean change. Sun, moon square sun. Squares mean change. We got to do something different. Even when you thought you was on the right track, this first quarter moon in Capricorn coming as a gift to show you, look, switch it up here, tweak it a little bit there. So by the time the full moon come in Taurus, in an earth sign, you think you're not going to see something with your eyes? You, you think you're not, it's not going to be a tangible manifestation this full moon? We've had some powerful full moons this year, y'all. You don't think one coming in an earth sign? If y'all remember the thunder moon in Capricorn, it was off the chart. I believe that was like around July or something. Come on, y'all. We're coming up to another full moon. Take this divine, your week ahead, talking about the first quarter moon in Capricorn as a gift. That by the time next Tuesday afternoon comes, check yourself. Give yourself a check up from the neck up before this uh, full moon in Taurus tell on you, okay? Um, trust me, I'm learning myself. I'm getting it together. All right, we, uh, we're coming to a corner. Uh, the square is a 90-degree angle. Just think of, you know, the corner of a sheet of paper, one line going up, the other line going across. It's like a corner. We're coming to a corner 
and we got to choose a route. You can't stay on the path you've been on when the first quarter moon in Capricorn come up next week. Even when you thought you were on the right track, you can always improve. Don't take it as a knock to your ego. Take ego out of it. That's what's tripping half of us up. We think we know something. Even me, look at me. I got read my rights on the radio, y'all, and I just had to take it and do something with it. it it's coming so you can do something with it. It's a blessing to you if you take it in and receive it in love. Do you really think this is a loving universe or you think somebody out to get you? It's going to make a difference how you take stuff when it comes. It's all a gift. It's all a blessing. The energy is still going to be building, though. It's building up to that full moon in Taurus, okay? You you may feel excitement. Hopefully you do feel excitement. Uh, and, and that there's, uh, you know, this encouraging, pioneering energy to it. Uh, it is going to be a time of decisive action. You're not going to be able to stay on the path you're on. You're going to have to turn a corner, okay? You're going to have to take some calculated risks. You're going to have to network and deepen your commitment to personal growth, okay? It's not going to be business as usual after Tuesday of next week. You slip and you tripping and you let that full moon tell on you, then you can take all this stuff you should have been doing at the first quarter moon. You gonna end up doing it. You just gonna be doing it after the full moon tell on yourself. Okay. This first quarter moon is asking you to get yourself together, gather yourself. Okay, it's falling in a cardinal sign. Capricorn is a cardinal sign. You're gonna have to take initiative, okay? That's going to be the path. The path that, that demands that you take the initiative instead of waiting on somebody else to change, that's the one. That's the one right there. You get to that corner and you don't know which, where to, which way to turn, I'm telling you now, the one that is calling you to get up off the yoke and go on and make a power move, the the highest and best power move for all parties involved, that's the one. Uh, we're going to be ready. We you really going to be what you thought you were ready to set off and take initiative towards and, in, and, and make intentions towards here at the Libra New Moon. This first quarter moon in Capricorn going to really show you uh, how far off the mark you were and don't take it as a blow to the ego. Take it as a gift. It came before the full moon. You you in that thing, okay? So you may have I mean we may you may find that you were so far off the mark that you gotta scratch it all and do something potentially completely different. But it's a gift because it came before the full moon, okay? Take it as a gift. Um you may, because it's fallen in Capricorn, you may see that it's a conflict of desire for uh, maybe personal status and prestige, you know, how you look in another's eyes, uh, but more so particularly in relation to our professional life and just how we're seen in public, our public responsibility. Um, uh, so definitely just if if make sure you're putting in the hours, uh, maintaining a healthy work ethic and feeling proud of what you do. 
but um, not at the cost of losing appreciation for the beautiful, beautiful web of people upon which you rely, okay? Take the ego out because you're going to find yourself by yourself if you start ego tripping. Um, the So, in other words, the battle, the challenge of the first quarter moon, I'm about to go ahead and move into the next topic, but the, the challenge in the battle is going to be between uh, the success of the individual and the general well-being of the people who support the individual. You're not making it to the top of that mountain goat by yourself. You know, uh, just don't, don't, don't crap on people. That's pretty important. You'll see that by the time the full moon gets. If you don't get it by the first quarter moon, you're going to get it by the full moon. Um, and and on on another note, it may it may have to do more with over, uh, overcoming you know immobility or inertia, and uh, getting yourself into uh, giving back sincerely and unconditionally to the greater community. Okay, um, be on the lookout for grumbling, laziness, pent up frustration. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, gotta love it. We had this issue last week. If you hear me drop off the line, I am able to call back into the show as the host, so um, I can always get back on. But you know, Mercury retrograde is real. <laughs> we are still in the shadow. We're gonna work this communication thing out. Um, uh, I'll end. I'll end the first quarter moon in Capricorn on this note. That when the moon goes through an earth sign, keep this in mind, that your physical energy may run low, okay? Um, it may be a little bit more difficult than it usually is to keep it moving and get on up out of bed. Um, but if you balance out the energies, though, it can be a really productive, industrious time of getting stuff done, Um the goat can be known to be a little fickle, so you might not really know what to expect, um, but just use the earthy energy to uh, check a few things off your to-do list and, um, you know, take it from there, okay? If you want to know personally at the time that the sun and the moon are exactly square, how and where this energy is playing out in your personal natal chart, that's when you contact your personal astrologer. If you do not have one, you can contact me here at myastrologycoach.com at the email address adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com, or you can contact me directly on the Mama Dada Astrology social um, website, Facebook, Mama Dada Astrology, Twitter, Mama Dada Astro. And we are Instagramming, or at least we're attempting to. So, yeah, it's Mama Dada Astrology on Instagram as well. All right, I do see a couple of more callers with their hands up. So let me get to the one that's been holding the longest caller from the 347. Peace, you're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Ladies. Hi, Lady Dada. This is a mentee. I was just tuning in. I was just, yeah. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I just heard you on the line the other night, so it's kind of surreal. Thank you so much for listening and calling in. Yeah, I'm uh, well, I have to. <laughs> Go oh, ahead. thank you. 
I just wanted to, I can't even talk long, but I just wanted to say that uh, one thing I've been feeling since before even, well, I say once the Libra energy came in, no Virgo, I'm going to get my words together, Virgo, um, yeah. I went through a transformation of um, just, how can I say it, I've been feeling more happy. I just mm-hmm. had like one day I just woke up and just was thankful for everything I had and just looked at, looked at things in my life different and really just woke up happy. And um, wow. I'm a Libra, Scorpio, Moon, Pisces, Rising. So, and it is, you know, I just wanted to share that. that that's how this energy. And then when the sun goes into Scorpio, it's always my favorite time because that's the time I do my most creative work and, and things. So. Oh, wow. That's powerful. And I appreciate your perspective. Um, the season since about the uh, eclipses that happened in April have just kind of all blended together on me, but I'm really appreciative of this Scorpio energy coming in as well, and I appreciate the healing aspect. You say it's your favorite season. I really appreciate that healing aspect that I'm sensing coming on with this uh, moon that's currently in Scorpio. And, I mean, from the show the other night that you hosted up until now, it's just it's just setting us up for a real powerful season. So I'm looking forward to it with you, dear sis, okay? <laughs> Thank and you I just want to say that today, today has been a lazy yeah. day. I didn't feel like cooking, so I ran <laughs> to the Chinese store. <laughs> so, I was doing so it's, lazy. I was like, what is wrong? Usually I clean up. But I, I ain't do nothing. The kids is running around wild with their daddy. I ain't, do, I ain't do crap today, so. All right, it's but um, I'm enjoying the show. I'm going to start tuning in more. Okay, yeah, and check out the archives we were talking about this week, last week. And, yeah, thanks again for calling in. Talk to you soon. All right, take care, Dada. Nice meeting you. You too. You too. Oh, how cool. I was just talking about the Mac family and the show from um, Keisha's tarot hour from the other day that's a mentee the writer she is a very integral part of the mac family as well we've never met she said it's nice to meet me we've never formally or officially met but we work on the same team we we're all after the same goal and we've got the same um you know heart for for people and for healing and for utilizing these same tools that certain other entities and groups and organizations would have you be scared of, you know. But we see it for what it is, and we are here to 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 master it and, and help you master your destiny as well using it. That's powerful. I'm so glad. We had that, and with that in mind, I'll go ahead and get the grab the caller from nine two eight as well. Peace, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Uh, hello. Hi, peace. What's your name? Oh, I already spoke to you. I'm still just on the line. You said you were gonna call me after. Oh, Alfina. Okay, Alfina. I sure yeah. will put you back <laughs> on. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Okay, we're going to keep it moving. It's Scorpio season, y'all, healing time, and we got some horoscopes coming up for this um, Mercury square Pluto um, that I'm about to talk about. I mentioned it to Alfina because obviously Mercury being the planet of communications in a challenging square, that corner aspect, having to turn that corner when it comes to communications and when it comes to that the very same Scorpio energy, Pluto ruling Scorpio. Um, but right before that, we do have one more void, of course, moon. Um, ah, it looks like the first quarter moon. <laughs> I just now realize this. 
It looks like the first quarter moon that's happening at 3.31 p.m. on Tuesday is what throws us into the void moon status, okay? We're going to be in void moon for five hours and seven minutes up until 8.38 p.m. Central Standard Time that same Tuesday evening. Late Tuesday evening, the moon enters Aquarius. So this void, of course, is going to be a lot shorter. Um, no, the one we started the week out was only nine hours. It's mostly going on anyway. Um, but with, by the time the moon moves into Aquarius on Tuesday evening, we're going to be, once again, our emotional satisfaction and comfort. When you're talking about the moon, you're talking about cancer, you're talking about fourth house, you're talking about home and what makes you comfortable and what makes you emotionally satisfied. And so we're going to derive our emotional satisfaction as of late Tuesday night from all things that are new and unusual. We're going to um, have an instinctive need for improvement, thinking outside the box. All that stuff is going to make us more confident and comfortable. Um, Social gatherings, um, dealing with groups, you know, group ideals, goals for the future, new ideas progressive changes, brainstorming, we're going to be up for all that. Um, our reactions to things are going to be more emotion, um, intellectual than emotional. Aquarius is that detached kind of um, energy, okay? And so our interactions with others are going to be more impersonal rather than personal. So if you're getting that vibe around, say, why? That's going to be what makes most people comfortable around that time is the more detached way of approaching things, people, situations. Um, Uranus that rules Aquarius is that, you know, inventive, new, future energy. And we're going to be comfortable and more open to new kind of methods of doing things. And we're going to have our eye on the future. Um, it may be a little hard to stick to schedules during this time because, you know, Uranus is that erratic, spontaneous, sporadic, um, you know, sudden, unexpected energy, okay? so And uh, it, it really uh, is the rebel energy and personal freedom is going to be most important to us. Um, while the moon is in Aquarius, um, activities that are generally going to be favored is any kind of joining a group, uh, any kind of group projects, um, any social pursuits, trying something new, or any undertakings that are unusual and radical, okay? And that leads us right into the next major transit of the week. That I do have a few horoscopes for. I'm just taking it with a grain of salt, y'all. As soon as it hangs up, I just call back in and pick up where I left off. How about that? Okay. So October 22nd, Thursday of next week, Mercury is squaring Pluto, directly exact at 4.22 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Mercury's in 13 degrees Libra, Pluto's in 13 degrees Capricorn, okay? We're going to have to turn a corner with this thing. Um, we're going to, uh, this energy can lead us to really deep thinking. We're just talking about Scorpio. It wants to go deep. It wants to take your communications, your travel, your thinking deep. Um, intense interactions with other people, okay? 
um, with all that scorpionic intensity and wanting to go deep, there's a research kind of energy with that, okay? So you could potentially take this energy, your thinking going deep, and research a specific topic or idea. Um, just make sure you don't get carried away and get too extreme, uh, like on a conspiracy theory type level around this day. Probably ain't the day to sit up on YouTube <laughs> watching, you know, all the conspiracy theory videos that are out there. Um, if you even are focusing on like a real bland topic or a real moderate point of view with this energy, there is a chance that you will use, you know, extreme or on that lower end, like I was telling y'all, Scorpio can be possessive, jealous, and, you know, get kind of game playing, manipulative. So uh, when you see yourself going that level, it's that lower expression. Instead, uh, at, um, you just want to express your thoughts. There, it, it is going to be extreme. So if you want to do that, take something. If you're a student, I guess it would be cool and have to write a paper, you know, something you're not really interested in. You can really take it to the extreme in expressing your thoughts on any topic whatsoever, okay? So these things do not have to be bad. Um uh, the more extreme your idea or the more force you use in, in uh, trying to convince others, um, the more criticism and conflict you could encounter. Okay, this is a square we're talking about here. Um, naturally, you could become really defensive under this influence. Um, so it's really important not to let your um, fighting spirit back you into a corner and complicate matters, okay? Knowing this. First of all, Mar Pluto is the higher octave of Mars, okay? And you already know how aggressive Mars can be. Now, you take that aggressiveness and you try to transform somebody else or the way they think or what they are feeling, and you, like I say, you just might have a fight on your hands and you may complicate things even worse, okay? You're going to be challenged in your thinking, Um Uh, it could result from or lead to some crisis or experience with the darker side. Um, you also are going to be urged to kind of dig deep and investigate the truth of a matter. Uh, so you could possibly be uncovering some secrets around this time next Thursday uh, afternoon, okay? Uh, mysteries uh, that will deepen your understanding on a matter, okay? It's a real psychological Pluto is a real Scorpio is a real it's really talking about the psychology of a thing. So it's not surface level. It's not small talk, you know, um, chitter chatter. This is really deep and intense within ourselves and our communications with others and the way that we express ourselves. Um, so definitely take the high road, okay? Maintain an open mind. Don't argue, For this is not a time to just argue to be arguing. Uh, if you do take the high road and you do maintain an open mind, it, this energy can really lead to a positive transformation of your mind, your intellect, and the way you communicate, okay? There were some celebrities that were born with this exact influence in their natal chart, okay? So see if you can kind of pick out this energy 
and the names I'm going to list off. Dennis Rodman, okay, Coretta Scott King, Mother Teresa, and Venus Williams. I thought that was really interesting, so I thought I'd throw that in there this week. Um, it, it It's kind of a nuisance of an energy. It's really karmic in, in its feel and nature. Um, you, you, it may re- resemble uh, the feeling like just after you found new love in your life or maybe an ex makes a reappearance. Um, just to create instability through negativity. So um, word of wisdom, just ignore any communication that you get. Ignore it. Maybe that's the best way for you to proceed. (laughs) And don't even get involved, okay? Mercury in Libra is testing us. Um, and and that square to Pluto uh, could be an attempt on someone else's part to destabilize your aura. Don't let it. And if you can't seem to control your incoming communications, obviously getting an email or getting a text from somebody, fuck off. Or And if you really got to go hard, change your number. <laughs> okay? Um, there is good uh, energy that can come from this. Uh, transit, okay, Um, that someone, you know, coming into your life uh, that's annoying you or trying to disturb your stability, uh, it it just may be a sign that this energy or person or circumstance is not good for you, okay, and needs to be kept out of and deleted from your life forever. Uh, so take it that way. And just more specifically, I did have a few horoscopes. This doesn't directly affect everybody, but I'm going to go over the deacons um, since this is happening at, uh, what was that, 12, 13 degrees, 13 degrees Libra and Capricorn, uh, those that it affects directly. Deacon 2, that's if your son or ascendant um, or rising sign and possibly your moon if you get that deep with it. Sometimes I do. So, But if it's between 10 degrees and 19 degrees, then you're in the second deacon, okay, of Aries. Those born March 31st to April 9th. Mercury, and these, uh, I believe, are coming from astrologyking.com. Um, Mercury squaring your Pluto. I'm I'm giving it the range from October 20th to 23rd, even though it's exact on the 22nd. You've got to account for that 20th, the 21st, leading up to the 22nd because the energy is building, and you've got to account for the 23rd for the fallout, <laughs> okay? So for Deacon 2 Aries, born March 31st to April 9th, Mercury square Pluto is going to intensify uh questioning or criticism from others. You will feel as if you have to justify your goals or plans, but don't allow yourself to be forced to make commitments or important decisions, okay? That's about as good as the heads up you're going to get. Questioning or criticism from others, feeling like you have to justify your goals and plans. But if you got, hey, Deacon 2 Aries, if you got to turn the phone off, or or block somebody or mute their call. Do what you got to do. Don't let Mercury, Mercury square Pluto catch you 
when you got a heads up like this, okay? Deacon 2 Cancers, those born July 2nd to 12th, Mercury is squaring your entire deacon from the 20th to the 27th. I'll talk more specifically about Mercury square Pluto from the 20th through the 23rd. But it's squaring your entire deacon from between the dates of the 20th through the 27th, okay? And it does increase the risk of arguments, Deacon 2 Cancers, especially given the confrontational nature of the new moon. Mars is making you more direct in your approach, so you will need to take extra care with your words so you don't reduce your chances of success. Me and Alcina can tell you about putting the mouth syndrome, so take it from us. All right, so Mercury squaring Pluto specifically from the 20th to the 23rd Deacon to Cancers is what's going to intensify any questioning or criticism for you as well, but it also adds depth and intensity to all personal interactions. There may be hidden secrets or obsessions involved in your intimate relationships on these days. Deacon 2 Libras, I'm not sure if I meant what Deacon uh, Amenti's son is in, but uh, for those born October 3rd to 12th, Mercury is squaring Pluto once again from the 20th through the 23rd, and it can lead to deep thinking and intense interactions with other people. You might research a specific idea or topic and will need to take care you don't take too seriously extremism or conspiracy theories. Okay, Libra is an air sign. We some, I say we because of my rising signs in the air sign and I resonate really deeply and closely with other air signs, but uh, just don't take it to the extreme, all right? Um, And I believe this is actually the last one for this particular transit. I've got more horoscopes coming up. Uh, But Deacon 2 Capricorn, those born January 1st on their rising ascendant or moon, uh, Mercury is actually squaring your entire deacon from um, the 20th to the 27th, and that can add anxiety and stress. Um, during that week, okay, which is not surprising given the gravity of the transition you are experiencing, Deacon 2 Capricorns. Arguments are likely if you remain stubborn, oh, stubborn goats. (laughs) Not the time to remain stubborn around this time. Mercury squaring your deacon, and I'm about to tell you what Mercury squaring Pluto is going to mean for you specifically as well. Your rational intellect is not your strong point at this time. So go with your heart and follow your gut instinct. Your rational mind is, for all intents and purposes, at a high risk of betraying you, Capricorn. So you can't really go with that. (laughs) You're going to have to go with your heart at this particular time and follow your gut instincts, specifically during the Mercury square Pluto from the 20th through the 23rd. This energy can lead to deep thinking and intense interactions with other people. Now, we already know that deep thinking you're going to be doing, you can't rely on it solely. So so if you can't rely on that solely, don't let that be the basis of the intense interactions you have with other people. Let your heart and your gut instincts be the basis. 
You will naturally become defensive under this influence. It is important not to let your fighting spirit back you into a corner and complicate matters. That message was specifically for y'all. All right, real quick. Um, uh, later on Thursday, 11.22 p.m. Central Standard Time, the sun's going to try on the moon and throw us into yet another void, of course, for 12 hours and 56 minutes. Um, I've already talked about what it's good to do and what it's not good to do during the void, of course. And so 12 hours and 56 minutes later, it'll be Friday, October the 23rd at 12 in the morning, 12 18 a.m. Central Standard Time, and the moon enters Pisces. So we are, this week ahead, we are closing out a zodiac cycle, okay, from Capricorn to Aquarius to Pisces, closing out a zodiac um, uh, cycle of the moon. And after it leaves Pisces, which I'm about to tell you about, it's going to go into Aries that begins a new cycle, moon cycle, okay? When the moon is in Pisces after 12-18, we're going to start the weekend off with the moon in dreamy, impressionable Pisces. We're not going to want to face the reality. <laughs> after the Mercury and Pluto um, square energy, What well, what I'm going to mention, uh, we just may want to tap into the higher, more creative and expressive energy of Pisces um, and avoid wanting to avoid reality, okay? Because when you get into that lower expression of Pisces where it's delusional, where it's deceptive, you know, you really, um, you know, shortchange yourself on what this energy can potentially be about for us. Um, it can be sensitive and intuitive and a compassionate time. We can be very imaginative and intuitive. Uh, like I said, intuition is going to just reign supreme under this influence. Um, boundaries. Oh, God, y'all. My whole thing just shut down. This is so funny. I'm going to get it back up, though. But boundaries, is my computer, like, actually shutting all the way down? Y'all, this is, it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> it, yeah, my computer's logging off and everything. <laughs> um, but uh, the Pisces energy, the, the boundaries really come down. Um if you know your natal chart at all and where Neptune is in your chart, oh, it's doing updates and everything, y'all. It's really going in. Mm-mm-mm. I got some real good info I want to give y'all, too, with the sun going into Scorpio. Uh, What I'm going to do is pull it up on my phone. Hold on one second. Still here, y'all, but thankfully I uh did my notes. In my Google Drive, so I actually can pull it up on my phone. Had I, what's so amazing is that had I done my notes as I had been doing for the past couple of weeks in uh, in Word, I would not be able to access it right now. So the creator must really want me to get y'all this info because whoop, whoop, it is not over. So let me, so I got it up, y'all. It's pulled up. I hope y'all can hear me. Um, 
I'm getting down. I have to scroll now with my phone. So, yes, with the moon in Pisces, that we're, I was just mentioning that wherever Neptune may be in your chart, your personal natal chart, you will find that you the boundaries or the walls come down. Um, and so it's a really good placement to know because that's also an area where you can tend to be more susceptible to the decept to deception and delusion and kind of have, you know, you're real dreamy and impressionable in this area. So I'm explaining that to you so you can get a glimpse of this energy before it comes. Friday, when you wake up, the moon's going to be in Pisces, all right? Um, uh, so it's like a merging and a blending type of energy. Uh, you can tend to overlook details, okay? Uh, some activities that are favorable while the moon is in Pisces, um, any mystical or spiritual pursuits, uh, anything related to music and drama, any activities involving water, okay, uh, any imaginative undertakings, anything you need to or want to use your imagination with, thing that uh, uh, deals with inner development, Pisces is related to that 12th house. Whenever you're having a 12th house transit, you gonna, you'll know because you kind of want to go in. You kind of want to, you know, that inner development when, when it's almost about to be your birthday. The sun is in your 12th house, and you tend to go in, okay, inward. Um, so any if you feel like going on a retreat and getting away from it all, these are all activities that are favored under the Pisces moon, okay? Oh, I'm so glad I do not have to stop this show because my computer decided it wanted to do updates all of a sudden. Um, next, um, once I get uh, the computer back up, I am working on getting it back up. If there's anybody uh, that wants to get on the line, of course, I'll pick up the line. I can't see that right now, so I'm going to go ahead and go into the next transit. Now, um, right after the moon goes into Pisces, we have a transit at 2.43 a.m. Central Standard Time of Venus, the planet of love and money, in the most harmonious aspect to Pluto. Now, I'm learning with these outer transiting planets like Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, um, these trines don't necessarily mean it's like you know, the holidays or something in this time for presents and gifts. Although if you look at it from a higher aspect, it, it can still be a gift and a treasure, um, but you just may have to work for it, and it may not always feel real good, especially when you're talking about Pluto, which is bringing that death, it's bringing the depths, the D-E-P-T-H and the D-E-A-T-H, okay? Um, but let's get into this energy. Uh, Venus Chan Pluto is going to bring that intensity and that passion to relationships. Venus is a relational planet, so you can't really separate it when you're talking about a transit involving Venus. Um, but it could also be just the things around you that bring you joy and satisfaction under this influence, okay? We're talking about Friday early rising to 43 a.m., and obviously with the with Pluto being involved, it's the outer-lying planet. It's 
you know, you can kind of look at that day, maybe the day before it and the day after. Um, it's going to bring that intensity and depth uh, that uh, to our feelings about our loved ones, and especially if we are partnered up, okay? Um, it's a really good time for intimacy in our relationships. Um, because of an increased desire for love and affection, we're all going to be feeling it, okay? Um, kind of a, a mysterious, that's Pluto and the Scorpio, the mysteriousness of sexual attraction with a strong karmic tug on it is going to be something we actually enjoy around this time. Uh, so the odds of finding new romance for all my single listeners out there is going to be extremely high. This might be the weekend for love, okay? The energy is flowing and harmonious and really easy to to connect with someone on these deep sexual, sensual. And when I say sexual, I don't, I'm not always talking about having sex because there is a sexual intensity and energy that exists between people whether they pull their pants down or not. And so that energy is just going to be alive and thriving around this time. So if you're single and are ready to mingle, you can fully take advantage of it. Um, if If you were to get into a new relationship around this time, it's going to have a feel, a very intense feel to it, okay? It's not going to be anything superficial or on the surface. Um, although with the whole mysteriousness and secretiveness of Scorpio, potential, not doesn't have to be, but it, it may play out by way of a secretive affair of some nature or um, involving some complication. So be on the lookout for that manifestation of the energy. Because it's going, it's a trine, so it's going to be real easy to fall into that trap. <laughs> so make sure you're vibrating on the highest level possible. Uh, uh, the, the, any new relationship begun now could be long-term, but the intensity could subside over time. This is a passing influence. And if other um, markers or indicators aren't there for it to remain intense, which I think that would just be difficult for anyone to maintain constantly intensity in relationship without burning out. But just know that that would be why, that that's why if the relationship started this weekend and then a month out, it's like, hey, where'd all the passion go? Well, if those indicators weren't there anyway between your two charts via composite compatibility synastry then uh it it definitely would just be a passing phase with this influence um uh, fascinations and obsessions are possible now not only in relationships okay venus is love and money so uh finances uh, if they're in good enough order to allow for you to buy some, you know, higher price luxury items, you're probably going to end up doing it around this time. Um, you could be drawn or obsessed with 
particular Venusian things like fashion or cosmetics, um, maybe a tattoo or jewelry. Uh, it could be a good time to, you know, take that Plutonian, Plutonian Scorpionic obsessive energy and do some Venusian things with it, um, decorating. Uh, you probably do a really good job at that right now. Um, so, yeah, if you are in, you know, the, a creative type, artistic type, this transit is going to be ideal for getting alone and getting busy working on something. Uh, money could be an issue now. Uh, you may feel compelled or obsessed uh, to want to research um, wealth creation schemes or to choose a good investment. You could turn a big profit now. And uh, your motivation is pure to bring joy and comfort to yourself and mostly your loved ones, okay? So this is a pretty good energy. There are some celebrities that were born with this exact in their chart, and that is the Jimi Hendrix <laughs> and the Donna Summer, okay? Uh, let's see. So... Um, Virgo, uh, Venus in Virgo, Venus is still in Virgo, and that really wants success. You've got that work, health, energy of Virgo with the planet of love and money there. So that is, you know, calling for success in our lives, whatever area it's touching. Oh, good thing it came. My computer's coming back up, y'all, and it's coming back up right where I left everything off. How powerful is that? <laughs> so it ain't all bad. Um, uh, and it's trining Pluto. So that means that we're going to be inspired to know exactly what our meaning, uh, what's our meaning of life. It's a karmic, another karmic aspect. We're dealing with these outer line planets. It's pretty much touching everybody energetically. Let me get back to uh, my computer screen now that it's back up because it's easier. And y'all can probably hear me better because I'm not looking at my phone. Hold on one quick second because this is good, y'all, and I got some um, horoscopes for this too so y'all can get some exact application of this energy to your sign specifically. We're going to work it out, y'all. Oh, it's working out. Okay, here we go. Because it's talking on the phone. Okay, so um, it's another karmic aspect and um, secrets and answers uh, that we want to know um, regarding what creates success in our life. Uh, we're going to be able to look back with clarity to know and study um, the recipe for success from our own past, okay? Um, we have our own methods of success, knowing what has worked for us in the past, is the answer that's going to help us now. The answers always lie on the inside of us. Um, many of us deep within ourselves know what works and what doesn't work for us. In our lives, unfortunately, we, we can get deceived and led astray to try things, but deep down we know that they're not right. And so this Venus Trompu is going to remind us what works for us and what doesn't work for us. 
Um, the same is going to apply to these new relationships that we may find. Uh, we already know what type of person um, we get along with, and we know what type that never works for us, okay? So now is the time to achieve something new, and it's going to be defined by being honest with ourselves and knowing ourselves, okay? Pluto's taking us deep for a reason, deep within ourselves. All right, I got some horoscopes for Taurus. Since this is happening in the second deacon, uh, Venus is in 13 degrees Virgo, Pluto's at 13 degrees Capricorn. Uh, Those with sun, moon, or rising or ascendant in deacon two of Taurus, those born May 1st to 10th. Venus is trining your entire deacon between October 19th and 30th, okay? And that's adding the love and the affection to the raw sex appeal and the energy of Mars, okay? Uh, Specifically, Taurus Deacon 2's Venus trining Pluto between October 22nd to the 24th is going to deepen the feelings of love with you. And it suggests compulsive attraction. So just be mindful of that. It may not necessarily be this is the person, but that compulsive attraction is going to come over you. So do what you will with that. Cancer Deacon 2, those born July 2nd to 12th, Venus trining Pluto from October 22nd to 24th is going to bring out the kinder or more beneficial side of compulsive or obsessive relationships for you, okay? Good for y'all. You will enjoy a mysterious type of sexual attractiveness with a strong karmic pull. This increases your odds of finding new romance at this time. So that's more of a energy you can kind of lean on right there. Good for y'all, Cancer Deacon 2s. Virgo Deacon 2s, those born September 3rd to 12th. Venus trining Pluto from October 22nd to 24th. Things going crazy. Adds intensity and passion to relationships and those things which brings you joy and satisfaction. You should feel more deeply about loved ones and especially your partner. Your attractive pull is both intense and karmic. Scorpio Deacon 2, those born November 2nd to 11th, Venus trining Pluto from October 22nd to 24th adds intensity and passion to relationships and those things which brings you joy and satisfaction, you should feel more deeply about loved ones and especially your partner. This is a good time for intimate relations due to your increased desire for love and affection. This is just one of the transits this month when finding love comes easy. Go ahead, Scorpio Deacon 2. Call up and tell me about it. (laughs) Capricorn Deacon 2. Sun can be there, moon can be there, rising can be there in, in the 10th or 19th degrees of Capricorn. Or if your sun was there, you were born January 1st or 10th. Now, you've got Venus trining your entire deacon 
from October 19th to 30th, and it's an excellent omen for love, mainly within the sexy Mars transit. This perfect combination or soft affection and primal desires is wonderful for adding spice to an existing relationship or for finding a new partner. Venus specifically trining Pluto from October 22nd to 24th Capricorns adds intensity and passion to relationships and those things which bring you joy and satisfaction. You will enjoy a mysterious type of sexual attractiveness with a strong karmic pull. This increases your odds of finding a new sexual partner or new trends. Pisces Deacon 2. We're going to round it out with y'all, at least this segment. Um, why did I just do that? Uh, Pisces Deacon 2, those born from February 29th to March 10th. Venus trining Pluto from October 22nd. Y'all know I'm just going to hop right on back on. So, Pisces, we were rounding it out with y'all that um, this Venus trine Pluto transit is going to intensify your need for love but also your tendency towards self-indulgence, okay? Pisces speaking to, pay attention. By thinking and caring more about someone else, it is possible to undergo a positive transformation in your love life. So if we could do that, you know, that little symbol uh, where one's greater than the other, we're going to turn it away from self-indulgence and turn it toward caring more and thinking more about someone else, being more selfless and selfish. And that is what's going to bring about, that's what's going to allow this Venus trine Pluto, such a powerful energy for love and money, to bring about a positive transformation for you, okay? All right, we definitely, we really just dug into this Scorpio energy so deep by now. I'm going to just say a couple more things about it, and we're going to go ahead and get into the horoscopes because I want to read them all before the time is up. Um, when you're talking about Sun and Scorpio, uh, it, that's why I titled the show the way that I did. It really is a divine opportunity for healing. Once you're unafraid to go deep and just really deal with the hidden, mysterious, dark, deep, intense, Side of life that deals with death and rebirth and total utter transformation to where you will not be the same as you were before, then you really get in on the high end of this Scorpio energy, okay? Anything, any facet of you that needs fixing, it's going to be fixed. It's going to be fixed during the sun in Scorpio. The sun enters Scorpio next Friday, October 23rd at 1246 p.m. in the afternoon Central Standard Time, okay? And just take that as the entryway to deep healing, okay? Intense, thorough healing from the guttermost to the uttermost, okay? Um, uh, Healing of your, even your aura, come on, that's beyond you. That's some real intense healing when your aura is getting healed, (laughs) So um, whenever we're dealing with intense pain and suffering, surviving through it, y'all feel some pain before, some intense pain and suffering and survived it? You still here to listen to this show or talk about it? Um, 
after the problems are solved, though, and fixed and repaired, and you do come through on the other side, that's that's the time when you the healing comes, okay? A recovery period when you can readjust from all the fighting you done had to do to make it through and the battling you that you've had to do with your scars, and you can just really go on and get patched up and really begin healing. Um, that's what the sun in Scorpio is going to be doing. It's going to create a protective aura of calmness so that you will become healed, okay? And we're going to dig into it with each of these signs, and then I'll go ahead and close out with any callers and some final information about us ending the week the same way we started the week with the moon and void, of course. Here we go. Aries, these particular horoscopes are coming from the dark pixie astrology. Um, the sun is going to enter water sign Scorpio, October 23rd. You can become more serious, Aries, wanting to focus on serious matters and have a more serious attitude. In general, you're a lot more serious this month, less the fun-loving and spunky Aries you normally are and more focused on what you need to deal with. You can have a stronger will and are more willing to do whatever it takes to make things better. If you need to research something, Aries, you can do so well at this time, not only paying close attention to the details, but also getting to the heart of the matter, okay? This can be a good time for you to deal with other people's money. We're talking eighth house here, which you uh, Scorpio energy exudes anyway. Y'all going to get a real taste of Scorpio. <laughs> Taxes, debts, inheritances, I will say that word, inheritances, loans, joint finances, but especially money related to business. You may come across as more intense, passionate, or magnetic. Taurus, with you, the sun is entering the sign directly opposite yours. So we're talking about seventh house issues, other people, one-to-one. -one. You can feel most like yourself during this coming month of Scorpio season when you're around other people, especially one-on-one, -on -one, and feel like you have supportive people in your life. You want to be there for others, and you want them to be there for you, having equal partnerships balance, Libra, that seventh house energy. You want to maintain the peace and harmony, diplomacy in your relationships and are more willing to make compromises. This position adds to the good relationship energy you'll be you'll have going on in October. And so you're more comfortable with commitment. You may come across as more charming, graceful, or polite. Gemini you can feel most like yourself when you're working. Think sixth house here, Gemini, Virgo energy. When you're working, getting the little things out of the way, have a routine and a schedule to stick to, and list to even keep everything organized. This is that good old work energy, Gemini. You want to streamline your life as best as you can so you can be more productive and waste less time. You can tackle what needs to be done, all of the small tasks and chores that have piled up, and get them finished. This is also a good time to focus on your health and lifestyle, your daily routines, to see where you can do better to be a healthier person. You may come across as more detailed, analytical, or efficient, okay? Cancer, you're going to feel most like yourself during Scorpio season, fellow water sign to you. When you're with people that you love or doing the things that you love, you can make 
more time for fun and aren't as interested in being serious. We're talking fifth house matters here, Cancer, okay? You want to enjoy life a little, and you're much more of a jokester now, wanting to laugh and make other people laugh. You can have a brighter attitude and outlook, and you feel that life should be enjoyed as much as possible. If single, you can enjoy dating and keeping things light and casual. And if in a relationship, you may want to plan for a getaway with your partner and pump up the romance. If you have children, you can give them more attention and affection. This is a great time for you creatively, especially if you're a writer of any kind, so use it. You may come across as friendlier, funnier, or warmer. Oh, Leo, um, you during Scorpio season can feel most like yourself when you're with your family, fourth house, the moon, comfort, cancer, okay? or the people you feel or family, are family, or at home, or in, you can feel most like yourself at home, or in the places that are most familiar to you. You want comfort, familiarity, and support, and you don't want to go outside of your comfort zone. There isn't uh, a huge need to right now, so you don't have to worry about that being a problem very much. You can get in touch with your emotions and are more understanding with others. You can improve your home life as well and want more peace at home. You may come across as more emotional, nurturing, or supportive. Fourth house just means tend to your need, your inner needs, okay, um, Leo? Virgo, you are going to feel most like yourself when you're using your mind, third house, okay? You can come up with lots of new ideas, new plans, and have conversations that help you get new ideas. You can gather information and can be more positive and optimistic about life. You can talk things over with others, getting and giving good advice, and you feel that you're doing things right. You can take the plans and ideas you have and put them into action, and it inspires you to do more and more. You can also enjoy being around others, wanting the mental stimulation, and can keep your mind busy. You may come across as more logical, conversational, or positive. Libra. Libra, Libra. Um, the sun is leaving your sign, okay? So you want to slow things down, Libra. You feel good when you're being stable, calm, and focused and taking your time. You don't want to be pushed into anything no matter what, and you want to enjoy the moment and relax. This is an excellent month for some rest and relaxation, and you definitely need it after the last few months you've had. We had Mercury retrograding in Libra, just a lot going on for you guys, okay? Sun leaving your sign. This can also be a good time to focus on your finances and pursue new financial opportunities, but ones you can do on your own, okay? You may come across as more practical, reliable, or sensual during Scorpio season. Scorpio, okay, the sun is entering your sign, and you can feel you begin to have more energy in your first house, okay? Um, your Aries house, your Mars house, your energy house. And you can feel more comfortable in your own skin. You've been keeping yourself in the shadows for some time now, and you're ready to step out into the spotlight. You don't feel quite so timid and shy, and you want to do what you want to do. You can be more positive, wanting to see the bright side of situations, and you can focus on pursuing new opportunities. You may come across as friendlier, funnier, and warmer. 
Go Scorpio, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday for real, too. You already heard uh, a minty and me. We, we're ready. This um, Scorpio moon got us there, too, at least me. <laughs> okay, Sagittarius, it's your turn. All right. Um, as of October 23rd, when the sun enters Scorpio, you can feel most like yourself when you're on your own and away from other people. We're talking 12th house here, that 12th house I just got there talking about, that, that retreat house. Um, out of the spotlight is going to make you feel more comfortable and coming up with plans by yourself. You don't want to deal with people as much, preferring to do as much on your own as you can, and you do well that way. You can have a more active imagination, 12th house here, and this Pisces house, Neptune house, and this allows you to come up with new ideas that you wouldn't have otherwise. You also have a stronger intuition, so listen to it when you're unsure. You may come across as more sensitive, compassionate, and understanding. Sagittarius, Scorpio season signals the season right before yours. So this is why you need to go in and, you know, focus on these 12th house issues because your season is right after it. Capricorn. Capricorn, when the sun is entering Scorpio, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're with your friends, 11th house issues and matters, okay, with your friends, meeting new people in groups you belong to, pursuing causes you believe in, and contributing to the world. You enjoy feeling like you're a part of something. You can focus on your dreams. This is the house, 11th house of hopes, wishes, and dreams for your future. And you feel good when you're doing something about them. You can come up with big ideas for how to achieve your dreams and come up with even bigger dreams. You can also enjoy stepping out of your comfort zone and by doing things in a way you normally wouldn't. 11th house is ruled by Uranus and Aquarius, so thinking outside the box is on the menu for you during Scorpio season. Uh, pushing the envelope a little bit, this is likely going to be one of the most daring times you've had in many years, which may be just what the doctor ordered with this Venus-Pluto um, energy going on for y'all, having to make some you know, decisions. Well, in Scorpio season, you likely are going to feel like you can do it. And it's also going to be some a time where you're much more comfortable being different. You may come across as more independent, unique, and charitable. Aquarius, um, you're going to feel more like yourself in Scorpio season when you're pursuing your goals and experiencing success. The more you succeed, the better you feel. But you shouldn't con uh, be so concerned or hard on yourself with failure either. If you can avoid that, being hard on yourself, this can be a good time for you professionally and you experience a bit of a high point in the year, okay? We're talking about 10th house, um, the top of the chart, okay? The most visible, um, public, and career-oriented part. You can make good impressions and get along better with your elders, parents, bosses, mentors, and they can be in the spotlight or they put you in the spotlight. You may come across as more ambitious, dedicated, or mature. Pisces. Scorpio is a fellow water sign to you, and while Scorpio season is in full effect, you can feel most like yourself when you're having new experiences, going to new places, 
and being adventurous. We're talking ninth house matters here, Sagittarius house, Jupiter house. You want more freedom to do what you want in life, and you feel bolder, more willing to take a chance on something or someone. It's a good time to learn something new, take up a new course of study, or do some travel abroad. You're much more optimistic about life, and you can't wait to see what the world has to offer you. You may come across as more gregarious, fun-loving, or passionate. All right, we're ending the week on Saturday, October the 24th at 6 to 18 in the morning, Central Standard Time, with the moon opposing Mars, throwing us into a 19-hour and four-minute-long void of course. Okay, we're not coming out of it. The moon is not entering Aries until Sunday, 1.22 a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so pretty much all day Saturday, depending on when you wake up, all day Saturday, the moon's going to be in void of course. Keep in mind everything I said about Void of Force at the beginning of the show, and you'll be fine, okay? Woo, go back and listen to last week's show because I know I am. We are really getting it this week, and the energy I put out there last week that it was so much about relationships, and it is, but it's so much about our relationships with ourselves first and foremost. I'm going to check the line one more time before we get off. Um, I do see a hand up that wasn't up before. Caller from the 239, you're on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hi. Hi. Who's calling? (laughs) This is Diana. I think you answered my questions. I was going to ask you to maybe say something about uh, all this going on in Virgo. For people who are Virgo rising, you know how Venus and Mars just left the 12th house, going into the first house. For people who are Virgo rising and Jupiter was already there. So what kind of message would that be for that self? Be creative. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, your y'all's was the house of, uh, yeah, uh, the sun being in Scorpio was going through y'all's third house. So with that Gemini energy on it, I mean, it's a smorgasbord for y'all, at least as far as Scorpio season is concerned. Y'all y'all have reason to be optim- more positive and optimistic because you can really go in whatever direction you want to. It's going to be a busy time for you guys mentally. You're going to want that mental stimulation. Um new ideas, new plans, the sky is really the limit for y'all when we're talking about Scorpio season specifically. Um, as far as, uh, ooh, that Venus-Pluto for y'all. Uh, y'all y'all really got the good energy for y'all there too. And with the Mercury-Pluto, that didn't hit y'all directly. Um I mean, it's it's a green light for y'all, as far as I can tell. I mean, obviously, we could look at your chart more specifically, but nothing's mm-hmm. just jumping out as far as the week ahead for Virgo. Oh, okay. uh, that now so, we've got the energy lining up in Virgo. Jupiter's already there, like you said, and then Mars right. and Venus is is camping out there. So the the energy is high for the passion. Okay, coming into Scorpio season. I mean, are you single? Yes. Okay, yeah. So get to mingling. <laughs> get to mingling. Third house is also neighborhood. It also rules the neighborhood. 
And that's where um, for the sun, the season of the sun in Scorpio for y'all, you're going to really enjoy mingling, you know, throughout your neighborhood, local. I don't know if you go to the bar, local bar or club or just uh, community, any community gatherings that may be more of a higher nature. Point one tomorrow. For for everybody that's Virgo rising, Jupiter's already there. And then Venus and um, this came out of the 12th and and was retrograde. And also Mars just came out of the 12th. So wouldn't that be a change, a little bit of a change, some some type of maybe inner to like bringing heaven to earth? For like, what did you say at the end? Well, because they all, um, because Venus and Mars came out of the twelfth house, now being in the first house for Virgo rising, which already had Jupiter there. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be like bringing heaven to Earth, or, or uh, the knowledge of the in, what's inside to the surface? Yes, and so that's why it's prime time for y'all to put yourselves out there. Mars and Venus are the two lovers anyway. You got Mars and Venus, two lovers, joining up with Jupiter in Virgo. It's going through, um, uh, this. the sun in Scorpio is going through y'all's um, third house, but then like you say, Mars and Venus going through your first house specifically, I mean, it's, it's your time to shine. It, uh, with sun Scorpio in your third house, you, you can even look to your siblings. If you have any siblings or, uh, um, uh, like I said, neighbors, they could be the ones to hook you up. You know, that's why I'm saying get out and, and mingle, uh-huh. gather information from these, you know, neighbors or siblings and all that stuff, and the, the, the potential is just ripe, especially when you're talking about Venus trying and Pluto. Mars already trying Pluto. I mean, it's, like I said, Thank it's a green light, green light for y'all. Go. <laughs> uh, Mercury rules Gemini. Mercury rules that Gemini third house that the sun in Scorpio is going through, and Mercury, it, you know, um, it, it moves fast. It, it wants to talk. It wants to gather information. It wants to travel and move about, you know, local um, places that are local as opposed to national or international. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, it, it, it has a sense of variety to it. So, I mean, you don't really have to play by any specific rules. I mean, it rules young <laughs> children. So you just have fun with it. That, I mean, that's all I see for Virgo. Wonderful. That's real positive. Wonderful. Yeah, it's real positive. It's real conversational. Chat it up. Um, you're going to want to stay busy. So, I mean, have fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you if Thank you want to get yeah, if you want any more specific insight to your chart, don't hesitate to contact me. Okay. Okay. What's your website again? Um, you can Forever. get me directly. You can get me directly at Adrian A D R I E N N E at my astrology coach. But I also have some uh, social websites that you can contact me directly through Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook. Mama Dada Astro on Twitter and Mama Dada Astrology on Instagram as well. Mama Dada, like D O T T A, or if you look online, uh, it says D A D A Dada. I don't have internet at home. That's why I'm asking you to spell. 
You're not, you're not bothering me one bit. Um, mama, just like M-A-M-A, Dada is D, huh? replace the M's with D's. <laughs> mama, Dada. Oh, Mama Dada, I got you now. Yeah, yeah it's it's hard to have. It's hard to not have internet, and and to, but I, I'm glad that I'm listening. I found some shows to listen to while I was at the library. I am too. So. Thank you so much, Diana, for calling in, and we'll be Thank right back you. here broadcasting on Wednesday at this time. But we pushed it out a day to have a special broadcast today, so we will get back. Um, we'll be back on the air Wednesday next week. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right. Peace. And with that being said, y'all, we're going to wrap up today's show. I've um, given the um, contact information out a couple of times. I love y'all. We're in this together. First quarter moon, sun going into Scorpio, Venus trying in Pluto. We're going deep next week, y'all, and it might feel a little scary. Fight through the fear. Don't fight other people. Fight through the fear, the fear that that may be brought on by these challenging situations and these circumstances that are coming to kill us but rebirth us in ways that we haven't even imagined, okay? Let your imagination run wild to the highest degree and imagine a more beautiful, a better, a more powerful, okay? Take your power back. Pluto's about that power, when you come up out of the ashes, rising like a phoenix, you coming out more powerful than you went than you went in, getting all burnt up in the fire. Okay, I'm using a few different analogies here, but y'all feel me? Let's do it. Let's rise together. See you next time, uh, next week. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. We getting it in. We going ahead, and with that, we're out. Peace. Love you guys.